0: This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. We can the world. We can the world. Now, here's Sue Freeze.
1: Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and I'm just so thankful, so grateful to be with you right now. Uh, I don't know about you, but my Thanksgiving was a little different than normal, and I'm sure we all have experiences that some are higher when you when you say on a scale from one to five or one to ten where would you rate this and that and whatever and and I would just say that it was a very I don't know just kind of looking back on what was and what has been and looking forward to what we can create in the future as being tradition for the future of our holiday and just our day to day what are we going to do different and we don't have to wait for January 1st, do we? We can start right here, right now. So in thinking about what I wanted to talk about today, what I realized is just looking at my holiday, at least the beginning of the holidays of Thanksgiving, and looking at the tradition that I had created in my family of having family dinner and, and whatnot. And, you know, as as our family grows and as more people get added, there are more people to um, work through as far as scheduling and I can remember when my children were little it was easy to schedule because they had to do where I they had to go where I go and they had to do what I do and uh, I always like thought about what we could do to make it a fun time for them but as they get older as some of you your parents of of teenagers and high schoolers and whatnot um, you know they don't always want to spend time with you isn't that amazing but they don't they don't always want to spend time with you so we have to create an environment that's going to make them want to hang out with parents and hang out with uh, grandparents and whatnot to make it um, feed their spirit in a way and make it fun and, you know, put the cell phones away and have them actually have conversation. Wouldn't that be great? So in thinking about that and thinking about the future of my personal family and your personal family, what is it that we're going to do different moving forward? What can we do to create an environment that's going to be loving and kind and, and you know, uh, God-filled and God-centered? What are we going to do different? Do you have traditions? Do you have things that um, you could share with the rest of the Sufri's listeners? I would love to hear from you. So I would love to invite you to go to Sufries but like fries, one word.com. I want you to go there and I just want you to give me your information. But also, if you have any ideas, suggestions, anything that could help us create this environment for holiday tradition, Um, to make it better and more. And I'm sure all of us have traditions. Can you please share with us? And then I would put them all together, and I'm going to share them with the rest of the listeners, and we can create this new found traditional holiday that's Going to be so much warmer and and loving and kind and it's just going to be so much better than maybe what it ha- has been. And I know for me, I'm searching for these new ideas because I want to make it better. I want it to be where people want to come and spend the holidays with me and uh, with my daughter becoming a mom. And just the family growing. It's going to be a fun experience to see what happens next. So please, I invite you and I encourage you to share your traditions or your ideas so that we can all do this together. Okay? So that's going to be wonderful. So the title of the show today is, How Are You Feeling? What are you thinking? How are you feeling? And what does it say in the Bible that can help give us encouragement and whatnot? So the first one was, Are You Feeling Like You Need Rest? and peace. How many of us are needing rest and peace? On the way here my sister called and we've been missing each other and she's going through um, a new adventure as far as um, she has a Pilates studio and, and she had to move her Pilates studio and so there's a lot of uh, unknowns there and a lot of stress and a lot of expense and a lot of time that's sacrificed during this holiday season to make that all happen and make it make it worthwhile. And she has said she's just like overwhelmed and spent is her words. And so I think she needs a little rest and maybe a little peace. And so Matthew 11, 28, 30, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I hope that helps some of you because this is a scripture that I bet most of us already know, come to me, all ye who are burdened. We know this scripture, right? But when you hear it like this and you read it, you can pick it apart and you can find that there are things in here that are going to help you. So I'm hoping that helps you because he is gentle and has a humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. So I hope that helps. So the next one is worry. How many of us are worrying? There are so many things that we could worry about. All of us that have children of age where they can be away from us, like spend the night over a friend's house or going out to the bowling alley or whatever. Um, We're always, as a mother, we're worried about our children being safe, aren't we? And that they're not going to be put in a bad situation and that they're going to get home and you'll be able to hug and love them again. Um, We worry about finances. We worry about our relationships. We worry about our future, our children's future, don't we? we? We worry about these things. But the Lord says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moss and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there. Your heart will be also. So that says a lot, doesn't it? In that, in that little bit, it says so much about our treasures should be in heaven. First of all, we need to think bigger. And I've realized firsthand that when I have sleepless nights, do you have any of those? But when I have sleepless nights, I have to quickly remind myself, and I have to ask myself this question: "Lord, please guide me, help me to have discernment in the decisions that I need to make right now. Calm my spirit, give me peace. And Lord, just help me to realize what it is I have control over, and what is it that I have no control over, because I need to just put those away from me. Because really, I can't it's not going to change a thing, is it? The worry that we have. It's not going to fix anything. It's not going to change anything except for cause us to not have enough sleep to deal with whatever's going to come in the next day. So it makes total sense when you think about it from a thinking position that it's not doing us any good to worry about this right now because we can't do anything about the worry. It's not helping it. It hasn't changed anything to worry about anything. I know in my years of life, everything that I've worried about hasn't fixed anything. It hasn't changed anything. Now, if we're going to think about it positively and think about, okay, let's identify the situation, let's figure out what it is, and what are the possible solutions. Now, that's not worry. Okay, that's being tactful. That's being uh, strategic. That's thinking about it psychologically and thinking about it realistically and saying, what is it that I have power over? What is it that I could do in this situation to make it different, to change the outcome? What can I do? On Worry, there's a few more scriptures that I'd like to share. Is that okay? The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? What is that saying, really? We have to guard what we watch, what we see. And maybe sometimes what we see isn't really what we see. What do you mean by that, Sue? I believe half what I see and nothing that I hear most of the time. And if it's secondhand, thirdhand, I even believe even less. How about you? But visually, what we see. Sometimes there's a thing that came on Facebook a while ago, and it was a picture, and it had a young lady, but it also had an, an elderly lady in there, and it's just a matter of what you are focusing on. And it was very interesting. The lines were the same. It it was just amazing, this picture, and just like, oh, my gosh, my eyes opened in this situation. So what we see, is it really what we're seeing? And our eyes, what are we putting our eyes on? What are we watching? What are we doing with our time? And then there's another scripture that says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So ask yourself the question, what's more important? What's more important? Now, I have a little side note on this because I have friends and acquaintances that say, oh, I, I don't think about money and I don't, I, um, you know, it's not important to me or whatever and I don't need to be rich and whatnot. And I'm like, okay. My thought on that is that being a good steward is what are you doing with what you have? How are you spending the money that you have? And are you utilizing that money to the best of your ability? This might upset some of you, and I'm sorry, but not really. I'm not. I'm really not. Because we are called to serve one another, and we're called to help one another. And if we're so involved in I want, I need, even though you don't really need it, you really want it, and you maybe don't know the difference, But some of us just need to have delayed gratification. Some of us need to just think about, do I really need that Starbucks coffee, for instance? Do I really need to spend that much money? And a lot of the times, most of the time, our choice in money is um, an exchange for time. We exchange time for money. You know, you work eight hours a day, 12 hours a day, depending on who you talk to. Um, But it's an exchange. Your time's an exchange for money. How much value do you place in your time? And are you utilizing your time to the best of your ability? Now think about this. What do you do with your spare time? It talks about if you look at your checkbook, it will tell you where your heart is. It's going to tell you where your treasure is. It's going to tell you because where you put your money, (laughs) put your money where your mouth is, Uh, but where you put your money is usually where your heart is. Okay, so look at your checkbook. Are you giving to the church? What are you doing with your money? And the Lord has asked us to be good stewards, and this isn't part of my notes. For some reason I'm just feeling led. But the Lord is asking us to be good stewards, and you know, you know about the talents, I'm not gonna go into the talents, but you know, he gave each person talents and then what did they do with those talents? And you know, a biblical principle for me in my workplace is those that do well with little get more. And isn't that a biblical principle? So are you doing well with little? And this friend that said that they don't need much and that they don't need to be rich and whatnot, I have a different thinking. My my thought process is different because I'm thinking very big, okay? And my big thinking is a God thinking is like, how many people can I help? Now, if you have a little bit and you give a little bit because that's all you have, then thank you. God knows your heart and God knows where you are. But if you make more money and you utilize that money to feed more people – is that a bad thing? Is that not a good thing? So I think that if a company makes more money or a person makes more money and they utilize that money to help more people, then I'm not going to look down on those people. I'm I'm going to say, way to go. Way to go. Way to help more people. You're listening to The Sue Free Show, and I am so grateful that you're listening to the show, and not for my well-being because the show is... Is here for you. Um, I, I do it because I feel like I'm supposed to. I feel like the Lord's led me in this direction. And I want to be a faithful servant. And I want to be used for his glory. Do I have it all together? No. And I'm going to tell you right now, you don't either. And that's okay. Because God uses ordinary people. And I'm an ordinary person. And God uses me. Why? Because I ask him to. I say, use me, Lord. Tell me where to go. Tell me what to do. Because a lot of the things that I'm doing right now, if you would have in the, in, the, in just normal life, I would have said, wow, that's crazy. I, you know I never would have thought in a million years. But the Lord places people in positions so that they can do good for him. And as long as we continue to be good servants, we will continue to get new assignments. And that's the way I look at it. Sometimes it feels like a promotion, and sometimes it just feels like a whole lot more work. But usually promotions are more work, aren't they? Think about it. When you've been promoted, isn't it more work? So uh, that's all i got to say about that. So do not worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, at a single hour to your life? I think you know the answer, don't you? I know I do, even though I've tried. <laughs> it, it doesn't work. So worry. If, if you check and balance yourself and you feel like you're um, anxious, you have anxiety, You're fearing something. You're worrying about something. Ask yourself this question. What do you have control over? And then put the rest in God's hands. Say, I'm handing it over, God. You're much better at this than I am. And I'm going to do my part. Whatever I can do, I will do. And please open my eyes, my ears, my thought processes to receive anything and everything that you have to help me do what I can And be the best I can be for you. That's a wonderful prayer. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Did you hear that? It's saying that do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. It'll have a whole new slew of things. We just need to be focused on today. Are you focusing on today? That's the question for you today. Are you? Are you focusing on today right now? Because really, that's all we have. The past is gone. The present is now. And the future will take care of itself. Do we have to plan? I hope so. But we have to live right now. You know, the word presence, you know how it's spelt, but it's also presence like Christmas presents, you know, give your child a present of your presence. I love that. Um, play on words because it's it's so true is that the best gift you can give is yourself the best gift jesus could give was himself the best gift god could give us was his only begotten son and he sacrificed him for you and for me and when i totally got a hold of that changed my life forever The tears just streamed down because I felt so unworthy at that time. Do you know what I'm talking about? Some of you have felt this already and you've gone through it and some of you haven't. And I can tell you that when you totally get a hold of that, it'll change you. At least it did me. Okay, number three is, are you lonely? Are you fearful? This is one that a lot of people have memorized And it's something that when you think about it, just line by line, you could dissect this one section and line by line, it will um, give you a vision, it'll give you a visual, and it'll also just give you a piece. Are you ready? And, And when I say it, you're going to go, oh yeah, I know that one. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. This version says, I lack nothing. I'm used to, I I shall not want, but I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths. For his name's sake, even though I walk through the darkness valley, I will fear no evil. Are you walking through a dark valley right now? Is there someone in your life that is causing you to walk down that dark valley. The Lord is saying to fear no evil. So if you fear no evil, that means that you could turn away. You can not go. You don't have to continue. You can make a choice to change the direction in which you're walking or going. The Lord gives you the strength. Sometimes on our own accord, we don't have the courage. We don't have the strength. Side note, make sure it's safe. It's safe. Make sure it's safe. Whatever you're deciding to do, uh, be safe in that decision. Get safety. Find somebody to be your bodyguard. Whatever you need to do uh, to get out of a bad situation. I've heard so many stories. breaks my heart. And as it breaks my heart, it breaks the Lord's heart even more. The Lord doesn't want us to suffer. He doesn't want us to be in continual pain. He wants us to get out of that valley of death. He wants us to live an abundant life, a joyful life, a life of relationship, a relationship with him and with others. And this season is so tough. There are more suicides during this this season than any other time in the year. And we all know why that is. It's because people feel lonely. They feel alone. They feel isolated. They feel like they don't have anywhere to go and no one loves them. So listen, if you're listening and you can think of somebody, if somebody's coming to your mind right now, they could be the Holy Spirit nudging you saying, you need to invite that person over for a meal. You need to invite that person over maybe to church. Is there a name, a face that's coming to you right now? If there is, please don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. Open up your home if you have a home. Open up that table for one more place setting. Invite people over that might be just spending their their holidays alone. It's just such a, a sad, lonely time to be alone. How would you feel if you were alone? And maybe you are alone. And if you are, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that, but you don't have to stay alone. But sometimes we have to ask. Sometimes we have to just take a deep breath, take a deep swallow. Pick up your phone, make a phone call, do something. Reach out, ask. Don't be alone this holiday. Please, don't be alone. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, and I want you to connect with me by going to Sue Freeze, like fries, word, dot com. Go there and connect with me, and if you are one of these people that are going to be alone, could you please connect with me? Please, 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 I beg you. Connect with me, okay? Okay. So I don't know where I left off. I think he refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkness valley, I will fear no evil. That's where I left off. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. Your rod and the staff, they comfort me. Interesting. Think about that for a minute. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Okay, so what this is saying, if you are worrying, if you are fearing, read that. Read that over and over and over again. Get it memorized inside your spirit, in your mind, and it will help you get through a trying time. I really want you to go to the Sue Freeze site, so I want you to do that. Please go there and check this out and connect with me there. And we will be back with more of the Sue Freeze show right after this brief break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from E.C.O.L.A. Termite Pest Control.
2: And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at E.C.O.L.A. I understand why E.C.O.L.A. is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants.
1: I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose.
2: I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother and Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me.
1: Now we are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's
2: 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. 877-332-BUGS. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom.
1: Here they come, Bugs, getting out of the cold into the snuggy, warm, hidden places inside your home. Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady.
2: And Tyson Freeze, manager at E.Cola. Bugs love your home. Even if you keep it sparkling clean, they hate the cold outside and love the warmth of your warm home.
1: And they will eventually find your food storage. Yuck! So call us for our free pestiment at 877-332-BUGS.
2: New customers get $50 off any initial treatment.
1: Bugs hate that we make our service so effective.
2: We use people and pet-friendly methods to kill and repel bugs. And with regular treatments, you'll keep them away throughout the year. How about this? Nice? Don't let insects and rodents march in. Call E.C.O.L.A. now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS.
1: Or online at termitelady.com.
2: E.C.O.L.A., powerful termite and pest control.
1: As gentle as a butterfly.
0: You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze.
1: So we're back with the Sue Free Show, and the break was my sponsor is Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. I usually don't say it like that, but that's okay. We can just do that. Um, Ecola Termite and Pest Control, we are still hiring. We need more people. If you're interested in a new career, we would love to talk with you. Go to termitelady.com. And uh, when you go there, that's the website. You can fill out an application, send it in, and then we'll give you a call. We are looking for people that are already licensed, already certified. But if you're not and you're looking for a new career, we'll talk to you, too, and we'll train you and do what we need to do. Um, Some of the criteria is you have to have a great attitude because we can teach skill, but we can't teach attitude. And we also need a clean driving record. If you're going to be a tech for us, you need to know how to drive and not have any infractions against your license. For insurance purposes. And what else can I tell you? Um, It is an athletic job, and it's a dirty job. So if you don't mind being athletic and getting into attics and sub areas, and there might be a dead rat in there, there might be a snake, who knows? We've uh, got lots of fun stories. But if you don't mind any of that, we would love to talk with you. And it's a great career. I have, I have employees that have been with me for 30, 25, 20, 15. And we love those long term employees. But you got to start somewhere. So we'd love for you to join our team. So um, that's my advertisement for the day. The other is on Learning to Breathe, the book that I wrote eight years ago, which is amazing to think it's been that long, but I had an accident, and I was kind of stuck healing. Uh, be still and know that I am God. I had to do that, whether I liked it or not. And I laid on the couch, and I wrote a book about my son and I and his asthma, because that's that's how I got into uh, the Cola way of doing things in the pest control industry is I was looking for a less chemical, low toxicity. And so I discovered this company that had methods that could be used that are non-chemical. So because my son, being a chronic asthmatic, I was worried about his health, and I had to really dive in and learn how I could take care of the issues that a household has and do it a less invasive way. And that's how E.C.O.L.A. um came to be part of my my life is because of that. It's because of uh, trying to keep my son alive and he's alive and well, thank you God, and he works for me and he's helping other people and it's a wonderful wonderful relationship we have. And looking forward to more to come. So, with that being said, um if you need termite, if you need pest control, if you need rodent exclusion or if you need insulation. It's so cold right now, isn't it? And that insulation can really help keep your energy bill down and keep you nice and warm and comfortable inside your, your wonderful home. So that's available to you. Okay? So we're going to get right back into uh, part two of how are you feeling and what is written in the Bible that can help you get through a tough time. The next one is number four, and it's need peace of mind. How many of us need peace of mind? Gee. Uh, yeah. Okay. I need peace of mind. How about you? So John 14:27 Peace I leave with you my peace I give you I do not give to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid Are you troubled are you afraid it's telling us not to be Disappointment by people Okay that's almost daily for me how about you I'm I'm almost every day there's somebody or something that happens where there's a disappointment Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only I do seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. For in the day of trouble, He will keep me safe in His dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of His sacred tent and set me high upon the rock. High upon the rock. He'll set me high upon the rock. And He'll hide me in the shelter of His sacred tent. That sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call. Lord, be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me. God, my Savior. When we're reading these scriptures... There's empowerment in them. If we believe what's written and we we look at this and, and really say, my head, be exalted above the enemies who surround me. Are there times in your life where you have enemies? There is for me. There's attack that comes and it's a spiritual warfare. They talk about it in the Bible. It's spiritual warfare. Even though there might be a person that's causing some strife, it's really not that person. It's spiritual warfare. Some of you might, you know, you hear these things and you're going, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. But other people are like, yep, I know what you're talking about. I really, I get it. And no matter where you are, I can tell you firsthand for me, it's real. It's a real situation. The spiritual warfare is real. And we need to fight in the spiritual world. So when you read things like this, do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. that my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. These kind of things are really important for us to understand and to hold on to. So though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in the straight path because of my oppressors. Teach me your way, Lord. Do you want to know his way? And do do you want to go down that path or do you want to go down your own path? Do you really, really, really think your path is better? Sometimes I think people think that I know sometimes I'm like, I got this one. No problem. I can handle this. And then I find out that it would have been much better if I would have not done that and done something else. So be aware of that. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes for false witness rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Okay. Do you hear that? Wait for the Lord. Sometimes I want to just take action. I want to just jump in there with both feet and I want to make it happen. But sometimes that's not the wise thing to do. And I've learned that over my years, that sometimes it would have been much wiser for me to wait, to sit back and not not jump forward, not, not take action, but to just wait for the Lord. Because how many times have you realized that timing is everything? How many times in your life have you realized that it's the timing. It's not that your decision was wrong, but maybe the timing. Even in a discussion you might have. You know, there's timing in discussions. You want to get people at the right point in their, their mental capacity. You want, to, you want to make sure that the, the delivery and the message is going to be heard. And timing is everything. Is this person tired? Is this person hungry? Is this person not feeling well right now? Those are not the right times to bring up a heavy situation, a heavy conversation, right? Timing's everything. Number six is grow bitter or critical. Bitterness comes from unforgiveness. That is a true statement. Being critical is not having an attitude of gratitude. So I'll tell you a little story. Yesterday morning, Monday morning after my... Thanksgiving that was I don't know it just it was a very uh low holiday for me. It was it was alone. It was a, not a celebration really. I'm thankful, but it wasn't what I would expect. And I I kind of started the show with that, so I won't I won't go into detail. But um so the weekend went by and there was good and bad like life, you know, days can have good and bad in them. Um so it was good and bad. It was it was but on Monday morning, I I Stayed in bed and I prayed to the Lord and I asked for thankfulness and a grateful heart and, and um, I watched a video that reminded me that I need to be thankful for the littlest of things like washing my cup that I have for coffee. And I'm like, well, that's a silly title. That's a really silly title. I shared that, and I said I, I'm sharing this because I want to read this later because I need to read this and be reminded again. So, so now that I'm remembering this right now, I'm going to tell you that we can be thankful for the littlest of things like being able to wash your coffee cup. I know that sounds silly, but if you think about it, do you like coffee? Because I really do. I like tea too, but I like coffee. So to be able to have a cup of coffee, there's people that aren't able to have a cup of coffee. And I like creamer in my coffee, I admit it. Um, and if I don't have creamer, it, it changes the whole flavor of the coffee and I don't like it as much. But I still like my coffee. So to be able to wash my cup of coffee and to sit there at the kitchen sink, I have a window and I'm looking out my window and I get to see either birds chirping or a car going by or something. And I'm thinking to myself, just standing there at the sink washing the coffee cup, there are so many things that I can account for that I'm thankful for. And I think that's the reminder in the simplest of daily duties, the simplest of things that we do in a day, that there's thankfulness that can happen from that. So because of that happening, I get in my car, and I actually did a video for the first time in my car. I I have a new phone, and it has a new case, and I can set it on my dash, and I actually turned, uh, you know, record on it, and it was fun. I was hands-free, I promise. And I had the camera up there, and I was just talking into the camera as I'm driving, And I was talking about how thankful I was. And it was early in the morning. It was 630 in the morning. And the sunrise was just amazing. It was majestic. It was beautiful. It was just this last Monday. And um, the clouds were just like pink and purple and orange and just beautiful because of the rain or whatnot. Anyway, so uh, I just was so thankful. I get to work and I had prayed to be um, looking for opportunities to let my employees know just how uh, how, how valued they are and how much I appreciate them, each and every one of them. And that I sat in chairs and prayed over their chairs and prayed over the trucks and I just wanted to make sure that we were safe and that everybody feels valued. Valued. Because we all are valued, but sometimes we don't feel like it. And I tell you that my staff, because we have staff meeting at 9 o'clock, and this was at 6.30, that in the staff meeting, multiple people in my staff, my key staff that accounts that answers to me, um, made a comment stating that they felt that there was a difference in me this morning. And there was. I felt it. And all I did was make a change. And you can do this too. It's not hard. I made a change in my morning habit, my morning routine, that I was going to just look around and be thankful for everything that I am, everything that I've been through, everything that I, just just being thankful, and having an attitude of gratitude changes the outcome of your hour, your day. Try it, just try it. I guarantee you, you're gonna go. Yep, Sue, you're right. You're listening to the Sue Freeze Show. Great reset there, and I want you to connect with me by going to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word dot com. Sue Freeze, spelt like fries. OneWord.com. I want you to go there. Connect with me. Tell me your traditions that help your family bond better. I want to know and I want to share. And also, please tell me about the experience of doing what I just described. I want to hear from you. I am. Please connect with me. I want to hear from you. It makes me so happy to hear from you. So are you bitter and are you critical? I will tell you that the bitter people in my life and the critical people in my life are not in my inner circle. Did you hear that? It's a conscious decision that I make that I want to have the people that are going to ignite, encourage, inspire, and accept and judge me in some degree, not judge in a bad way, but keep me accountable but to love me. My little sister loves me no matter what. She's my biggest cheerleader, my biggest fan. And I just love her with all my heart. I hope she's listening right now. I just love her so much. Makes me cry because she's a wonderful person. And she'll call me and she'll go, ah, I lost it today. <laughs> How many of you have lost it out there? You know, that just, you know, you just kind of reach your, your limit and you just can't take anymore. more. Well, those are the people I want around me. Why do I want those people around me? I want those people around me because um, we, we build each other up. We make each other better because we're together. And it's just so wonderful. So I just love her so much. So grow bitter or critical. 1 Corinthians 13, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy... And can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have faith that can move mountains. But do not have love. I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor. And give over my body to hardship. That I may boast. But do not have love. I gain nothing. Love is patient. Are you patient? Love is kind. Are you kind? It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. That should be a song. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. You know, in marital counseling, they say you never say never, and you never say always. But right here, it's saying always, because it is always. We need to always be kind. We need to always protect, always trust, always hope, and always persevere. That's a large order, isn't it? But it's not impossible. It's not. And you know what? When we fall short, which we will, we need to just be big enough to say, I'm sorry. It's that simple. Because then at least we know. We, we're holding ourselves accountable to the fact that we fell short. And, you know, we all do. It says it in the Bible. We all fall short of the glory of God. And, and we have grace for that, don't we? And we need to give ourselves grace, but we also need to ask for forgiveness. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, there will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes... And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. And it says the greatest of these is what? It's love. How important is faith to you? How important is hope to those that are feeling hopeless? And how important is love? Love is the movable. Love is the thing that can just create so much more. So when I'm praying and I'm thanking God and being grateful, I'm asking the Lord to give me the sight to see through his eyes because he's a loving God. I'm asking him to help me love those. He tells us to love our enemies. Can you believe that? He tells us to love our enemies. How hard is that? But he's calling us to do that. Are you loving your enemies? Are you praying for your enemies? I'm telling you, it's, it's a decision I have to make to do that. It's a decision that you need to make because that's what we're called to do. And I would love to say that I don't have any enemies, but I do. I have people that don't have my best interest at heart, and those are enemies to me. If they don't have my interest at heart, if they don't have the desire for me to to do and be and have then they are my enemy but i'm called to pray for them and i am but i have to tell you it comes it, it's hard it's hard to do but we're called to do that so number 7 have you sinned we all have we've all sinned so what does the bible say about those that have sinned which would be you <laughs> and me and Um, number seven, so so seven. it's Psalm 51, if you want to revert back to this, and I highly recommend you do so. Um, this right here was something that was shared with me when I was going through a time when I felt very unworthy, 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 unworthy to receive God's love or anyone's love for that matter. I didn't feel worthy, and I felt ashamed. Do you know there's a difference between guilt and guilt? and being ashamed. If you're guilty versus ashamed, guilty is something you can work through. Ashamed is something that is um, depleting of everything. So at this time, um, the Lord put me in a place where I could get the healing I needed and the deliverance I needed and the release of bondage. And I I was broke free from the chains that bonded me. And what I realized at that point is that I was cleansed, white as snow. All my sins were washed away. And I could receive what God had for me because he helped me understand the forgiveness and his love of his sacrifice to where I could just be washed clean and white as snow. And that picture, that visual of clean and white as snow was so vivid. And right near just reading this, I didn't realize where that was in Scripture. And there it is. And it's number seven, which is interesting because this is number seven and number seven, which seven is a huge number for me. So it's the Lord speaking to me. and, And some of you might think that's odd, too. But I just have things like that. That is the way God talks to me. So let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. I already read that. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And this is what happened. Right after this, right after he washed me clean and white as snow, I needed him to create a pure heart in me and to renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. This is exactly that whole thing. And, and I wish this for every single person listening right now, that if you have not experienced this, this refreshing, this renewing. If you have not experienced this relationship to where if there's anything holding you back, any secret you have, any uh, unforgiveness for another person or for yourself, this is so powerful right now. This can give you the deliverance you need to where you can live the way God wants you to live in the joy and the abundance that he has for you. It takes work and it takes vulnerability, transparency, and it takes a willingness in your heart to realize that you need to go through this. You need to just ask him. He will do it with you. You don't have to have another person there. God's with you all the time. I did have people with me, and it was really, really good that I did. But it's not absolutely necessary that you do that. I'm running out of time. So we're going to continue this next week so that we can continue down this journey together. Because I have to tell you that this is the work that God wants us to do to where whatever we've been through up until this point, don't let it hold you back from your future. We're going to begin a new year. And it's a new day for your new life. And I want you to be refueled. I want you to get rid of whatever is holding you back so you can get the fullness that God has for you because he wants that for you. He created you for a purpose and you want to live that out. So you got to do the work. God bless you. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. Bye for now and love you so much. And Jesus loves you even so much more. Bye.
0: termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. Ecola, powerful pest control services, as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.